You're listening to RM Channel 001. Game on! Warning. Game State contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. We don't need a board and we do not need pieces. Oh, it's a murder mystery party. Fun. Fireball, the son of a bitch. I'm the cat with the bass and drum going around like bum bum bum. Hello and welcome to Game State, Rain Man Digital's exclusive tabletop gaming show. If you're listening live, hello. And uh, you can take the show on the go wherever you get your podcasts. Also, you can access all of our shows on demand via iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Just search Game State. I'm not done yet. If you want live show notifications, you can now text RMD69 250597 and you will receive an SMS text whenever a live RMD show is about to start, along with a link with options to listen live from any mobile device. I'm Sam, down by my pizza Caprica the dog. Uh, Charlie's on the mic as well. Uh, as is Andrew. Hi. I'm guessing that the RMD69 was hey. not a mistake. Not a mistake. No, guaranteed. Okay. Guaranteed. That's, that, that's entirely intentional. I love it. Hey, guys. How Good are to you? see y'all again. <laughs> we, get to, we get to talk about board games. We're going to try. <laughs> We're going to try and do some stuff. Uh, so before we get started, guess what? What? Happy birthday, Sam. Oh, hey, buddy. Yeah, Happy guys. Birthday. Happy well, did birthday. you know that the number 69, um, 6 plus 9 equals 15. Mm-hmm. 1 oh. plus 5 is 6. So then you have 6 and 9 and 6. We have two sixes, which is two-thirds of the number of the beast. But since they add up to eventually equal 6, it's the number of the beast. That was like some Da Vinci code. No, I didn't. <laughs> he's had he's been sitting on that for a while. <laughs> all I've all I've had today is monsters. So, um, which also <laughs> apparently is Hebrew for Satan. Monster? What? So the show the camera. A, I was on a YouTube hole. So the the monster logo is apparently um, three sets of the um <laughs> the, the Hebrew word for six or something like that. So it's six six six. Oh. Yeah. Hey, so just basically. So the mark of the beast is yeah. what it is. Hail Satan. Yeah. It's the end times. Yep. We're living them. It. But there's board games, so it's worth it. <laughs> there are I board games. That. I feel really loud today. It's probably, you're fine. Yeah, there's a puppy. There is a puppy. There's an adorable puppy. There's a new puppy in the studio. There is a well-behaved puppy. Yes. In the studio. More importantly. Yes. And I wish we had a camera on this because this dog is just the cutest goddamn thing. <laughs> Best co-host. That truly. Uh, so on the docket here today, we've got a bunch of news topics, including some industry uh, investment news. Of course, uh, Top Shelf Gamer being acquired by Stonemeyer, And of the biggest news that we've been waiting for all year, Spill the Jars, nominees have been finally announced. We'll get into some detail on those as we have played some of them. A couple of them. <laughs> yeah. Cool, uh, and then, of course, we're going to take a focus on a few uh, game night games that we can play yeah. here. Give you some ideas up. of what's out there, what's fun to play. Of course. So, what, what do we got for news? So, for news, let's just get started. Spiel Jahres. Spiel Jahres. <laughs> the Spiel, as some people call it. The Spiel, the play. The only award that anyone cares about. Isn't there a French award that people kind of like, too? The fact that I don't know what it is makes me think that no. Because <laughs> if I knew what it was, then maybe I'd say yes, but... 
Spiel des Jahres uh, is the family game, German family game of the year. And for this year, uh, 2019, we have three nominees, just one, Llama and Werewords, all being nominated. Uh, the Werewords nomination was odd to me. Yeah. Because that game, as we know, is several years old. Correct. But from what I've come to understand is you can only be up for Spiel if your game is published in Germany. Correct. Yeah. So I'm guessing they waited yes. until just recently. So, I mean, honestly, it's a good game, but it's it seems it's like, I was like, that is an old-ass game to suddenly jump onto here, which yep. makes me think it won't win for sure. Werewords came out in 2017, I yeah. believe. Um, or, originally yeah. by a different company, uh, but Ted Allspock. And, or not Allspock. Can I, can I do the allegedly? Allegedly. I'm going to do the, the allegedly story. I could be totally wrong. Yep. If anyone's listening, I'm a dumbass. Don't listen to me. Hearsay and slander incoming. Total Ted Asphalt. I, I have nothing Ted against. Asphalt. Is that what your name is? Whatever. Allspock. Allspock. He's the Allspark. Um, so <laughs> I was under the understanding or heard the grapevine that he actually reached out originally to... Oink Games, the creators of Insider, and wanted to like bring it over to America. Um, Insider is a Japanese company, or uh, Insider is a game. Oink Games is a Japanese company that publishes that and a lot of small sort of tiny little card games and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's another social deduction game. And what I heard was that they were like, no thanks, we're we're good. And it was like, okay. And then like a couple months later, Werewords comes out. Very similar game. Very, not identical, but crazy similar in how it plays. So that's actually 100% true. All of that is entirely correct. You know that for sure? Yeah, there there were emails, a, a large number of emails. Okay. In communication that came out on that whole subject where that it, it is entirely true. Ted Allspock reached out to Oink. They said, hey, we'd like to develop this for the Western market. Uh, would you like to work with us? And then they just said, no, we're good. And then. He's like, I'm going to make it anyways. And then Bezier <laughs> released Insider 2.0. <laughs> yeah. I, I hate to say it because I love both games. Yeah. I do kind of feel like Werewords is probably a better game of the two, which makes sense. I mean, it's a- mm-hmm. but honestly, of those three, just one, I would say is for sure I put money on it going to win. Um, you guys have both played it. Sam, have you also played just one? No. No? No. Okay. You played it, though. Yeah, I played it at your house. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's the one that, that's the game that I, it seems like, you go to a con, you see other designers, everyone's playing right now. The party game, guess that word, how has this not been designed 10 times? I mean, Star Realms was that for a while. Like, you went to a convention and Star Realms was the only thing that you saw people that con- consistently playing. playing, and that didn't win. I, 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 that doesn't surprise me, though. A game like, like, I feel like you can kind of guess more what kind of game is going to be spiel. Sure. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Especially just standard spiel de is is strictly family-focused. Yeah. I could definitely see just one being... I think it's going to win. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so accessible. It's ridiculously accessible. Um, so for those who don't know, go ahead and describe just one for us. Just one is one person is the guesser. This is like... You're going to think you've played this game because it's very similar to a lot of other games. One person is the guesser. Um, they have a secret word. It could be like fireman. It could be sequoia tree. It could be anything, right? New words. Yeah, okay, probably not sequoia tree. I got sequoias on the mind. Um, anyways, um, that person's got to guess. Everyone else has a little whiteboard, a little sheet, where they're gonna, or a little uh, placard where they're going to write clues. They do it all separately, privately from each other. 
before the guesser sees them, though, all the people writing the clues uh, get to uh, basically look at each other's clues. And if there are any duplicates, those duplicates are taken out of the game. So the challenge of the game is, like, you want to create clues that are going to be helpful for your guesser to find the word. But if you're too obvious, you might write the same thing as someone else, and then they cancel out. And then the guesser is SOL. And, it's almost like taboo in that sense. Yeah, but but the thing is, I mean, I forgot to mention the most simple part about this game is it's cooperative. It's mm-hmm. just, it's there's 13 cards. You want to get as high score as possible. It's really ridiculously hard to get 13. I think I've gotten 10 at most. Um, and if you miss one, you lose two cards. If you pass, you lose one card. And that's it. Sounds dumb and not fun, but honestly, I've never had a bad time playing it. So we had... We don't. I feel like we don't need to get into the how to play where words just because we've, you no, know, insider and all that done yeah. done stuff. So, so on your bank, you you think that just one? I think for sure. I, I mean, what, what the other thing where words I think kind of is at a disadvantage is it's an app enabled game. You have to have an app, which I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are kind of not 100 percent into that. I don't mind it so much. I don't. Know. And llama, I have no idea what the hell that is. I don't know what Llama is either. Uh, according to Board Game Geek, it's a shedding game uh, released by Amiga. Um, Board Game Geek shows the release date for 2019, so it's a really, really, really recent one. Which okay. is was that a Reiner Kinesia? I, I, I think it is Kinesia. Yeah. Um, We're gonna be talking about a Kinesia game. Today. We will hopefully. That one's gonna be real great. Yeah. Um, Just one by Ludovic Rodi and Bruno Sauter, uh, published by Respos or Repos Productions. Um, uh, Llama, Reiner Kinesia, 2019, Amigo Spiel, uh, and then Werewolf said Allspock. We have uh, published by Ravensburger, Spellervrag. Yeah, I can see you have a lot to say about this topic. What are your thoughts? Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. There we go. There we no, go. So I, I also have no idea what Llama is, um, and neither of the other two are particularly up my alley. Um, I mean, this this genre is. I would get the impression that it's a spiel really... means almost nothing for your decision-making for playing a game. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I care more about people I know that have played a game rather than how many awards is won. I mean, same thing with, like, movies. Yeah. Like, I don't really care what most critics think unless literally all of them are agreeing. Yeah. Then you, yeah. you kind of know, like, ah, oh, this yeah. is a good bet to walk into. It's, all, it's also kind of interesting that this year it seems like they're all party games okay that's i've started having less faith in the spiel in the last couple of years because i remember when i first got into this hobby dominion won the spiel yeah you know what right. i mean and, and i think we had this discussion yeah. before yeah where you mentioned your disappointment in well, like i feel like i yeah. can't make any choices off that anymore because i mean these might all be fine i mean i know two of these three are great games they're fine but they're not like a discovery game they're not like a gateway interesting new mechanic type of board game that's going to pull you in um i mean azul won last year mm-hmm. which i think some people might say counts as that i guess i can give it a pass for that but even then yeah, like party games don't really bring you into the board gaming i agree yeah community. they bring you into playing more party games but i mean there's like four where they the, the jackbox packs that you can get on playstation network and xbox that why would i buy physical party games anymore I mean, the one reason why Just One might not win is because, like I said, it's, it's, I think it's probably the best game on here, but it's so obvious. It does, it's, it, it's, the fact that it hasn't been made 50 years ago 
mind-boggling, which makes me think it might lose points for creativity, I guess. That doesn't stop it from being fun. It's too basic. It's so basic. Like I said, it's 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 uh, cooperative ta- uh, taboo, or it's yeah, yeah. it's co- it's cooperative taboo. That's yeah. all it is. Fair. All right. So that's just the general family game of the year. Uh, the Kinderspiel or children's game uh, nominees are Fabulonica, Fabulantica uh, by Pegasus Spiel, um, Go Gecko Go by Zeppo, and then Tal de Weichner. I'm terrible at German, and I am very sorry. <laughs> uh, but the one that we care about, the same that you might be a little bit more interested in, is the Kennerspiel, or Enthusiast Game of the Year. Uh, the nominees are Carpe Diem, Detective, a modern crime story, and Flugelschlag, or Wingspan. played two of those. Oh. Yeah. Have you, you've you played Wingspan I, and... I played Wingspan, and I played Detective. Or no, wait. No, you've not played, played Chronicles of Crime. Never mind. I have only played one of those. Is Detective like the, the Sherlock game? Detective, a modern crime story, is a cross between Sherlock and a really terrible episode of CSI. <laughs> it's a, it's no, well, you just sold me on the game. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My understanding is it's like once again it's cooperative, and uh-huh. you're trying to solve a case, and the currency of the game is correct. You have to clues and cost time. The general consensus is the most recent. The, the two most recent detective cop drama games detective of modern crime story and then chronicles of crime chronicles of crime allegedly knocks detective just out of the water just blows it right up as an experience i've heard i've played chronicles it's a great experience i've heard that detective is more solid in the actual mysteries you have to solve Mm -hmm. like it's more real challenge whereas chronicles is just party in a box So Charlie mentioned uh, time as a currency, and it immediately reminded me of how disappointed I was with time stories. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't time stories win? Maybe. Had no reason to have. Had no reason to. This is a game you can play one time. Yay. That's not true. They make you play it at least three times. At least three times on your one time through. <laughs> yes, you're correct. <laughs> and then you're done. And then you can pay 50 bucks for another expansion. They weren't that much. They weren't. There was like 30, I think, right? Time Stories yeah. might have been a laureate for Kenner. I don't know that it It, it got won. some award for something, I think. A lot of people loved it. I heard about it constantly. Apparently, the final expansion just shit on the fan base. Oh, really? really? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the final expansion just basically took all the mechanics, everything that you needed to do, and, and it had the thing where if you miss the one achievement, you can't platinum the game sort of a deal oh like how in and the meta plot that they were building for however many expansions they got they just threw it out the window nice they pulled a game of thrones <laughs> nice <laughs> so yeah. uh, uh, so it, it was a proper adventure game at the end like was the one <laughs> dragon quest or whatever where if you didn't save the mouse from the cat and like the second screen the game was impossible really yeah wow. you need the mouse in the last screen of the game to like chew through a rope or something really and if you didn't save him and the second screen in the game. Impossible. Bummer. Yeah. I feel like I've told that story before. Game design. Show. All right. Real quick. Uh, what's, your, what's your bet for Spiel? Just, well, just one, one. Llama or Werewords? Just one for sure, I think. I'm going to go with just one as I'm well. I'm going to vote for Llama because I don't know what it is. <laughs> but going for that, that black sheep. Speaking of kids game uh, and not knowing what it is. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Forget and those. then for Kenner, I think that Wingspan is going to win just because of the hype behind it. I Yeah, which upsets me, but probably yes. 
It's not bad. It's just real boring. Speaking of eggs, steaks, Meyer and Stone Myers. Yeah, uh, Top Shelf Gamer has acquired the Stone Myer Games line of realistic resource tokens. Oh, goodness, excuse me. Top Shelf Gamer announced the acquisition this weekend, but Jamie Stegmeyer said in a blog post that the transition happened a few months ago. Of course, the story coming to you from tabletopwire.com. Um, Top Shelf has been the distributor for the game pieces uh, for quite some time now. Uh, Stegmeyer said at con- conversations at Gen Con 2018 led them to selling the brand to the company. They were doing such a fantastic job with the brand that it is just that it just seemed like the right thing to give them full ownership over it. They'll continue to sell the game tokens, but now they're coordinating the production with Panda instead of me, and they're going to be releasing new tokens in the future, Stigmeyer said. That sounds like a real nice way to say they're dragging us down, go away. Because really? if you're doing real good, you don't let them go. Well, okay, but I think is it a li- the, the whole MO for Stonemaier Games is it's like a one-man operation. Yeah. And he wants to keep it that way, mm-hmm. and so he's almost too successful successful things like that around so now he's just like all right you well, guys dragging him down go away yeah well yeah but he's probably still making money off of it clearly yeah, probably so i didn't know that there were so many additional realistic resources because the first like oh, yeah, two tons. or three yeah there's yeah like 50 plus at this point because the first gamers love their upgraded shit well the first vaults as they were called had like maybe six or seven different tokens and they were wood they were like actual clay actual bits of metal painted gold Stuff like that. They were really nice. They were really great. The pr- premium on them was like super high up there. <laughs> I mean, look at the the bottle caps for the Fallout game. Did you know that those bottle caps are actual bottle caps? Like you can use those to cap beers yeah. and sodas. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I feel this should be used, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, like gamers <laughs> love upgrading their stuff. It's it's what we do. We buy the game. If we like the game, we then make that game prettier. Well, hold on. Well, just do you guys do that though? I don't think I've ever done that. I do to an extent. I mean, on a, um, it's, like, it, and it doesn't count if it's a Kickstarter and you just upgrade to get the special stuff. I'm, I'm just, you buy a game and then you go, I like this so much. It, it tends, I, I, you see it a lot more in like the, um, the tabletop or like the card games, like the, um, uh, Legends of Five Rings yes. or the Game of Thrones card game people. Those people went absolutely batshit for, um, upgraded tokens and coins and things. Like metal coins sold like hotcakes for um, L five R. Well, L five R too. Like also that, yeah. We have a guy in our game circle who's spent the cost of the base game and all expansions two times over for metal coins yeah. for L five R. Yep. Actual golden coins. Well, they're not gold, equal value. But, yeah. Gold in, but they're enameled yeah. like minted stuff, yeah. and they're really nice. But I don't know that for for board games. Stuff that already comes with relatively high components. I don't know that. I, would I, feel I don't s- own Scythe. If I if I did own Scythe, I would buy the the upgrade tokens. Well, okay. So I guess I have to backpedal a little bit because I I've definitely blinged out with the official <laughs> releases for Viticulture for me. Oh yeah, they had the the big old bag of stuff, right? The uh, of- it's just coins. Yeah. But like, I've got everything other than the Meeple Source stuff which are officially licensed but meeple source is like a whole other deal because if you want screen printed player tokens like that's where to go yeah but i don't know that that i mean i guess it constitutes as an upgrade i suppose anything you're buying outside of the game outside of the game to replace something that's already in the game definitely an upgrade all right fair enough 
Uh, yeah, so Top Shelf Gamer taking over to the Stegmeyer Realistic Tokens brand. Good job, guys. Pimping them up. Speaking of good jobs, a private equity firm invests $6.5 million in Steamforged games. Uh, Steamforged, if you're not super familiar with brand, uh, biggest claim to fame is Guild Ball, I feel like. They also did the Dark Souls board game. For sure. They're They're doing the Horizon Zero Dawn board game. They have another one coming Mm. out for for another video game. Bloodborne. That's right. Yeah, they're doing Bloodborne. Um, They do a lot of video game lists and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. um, You have some Guild Ball's their thing, but they're they're definitely going into the, the video game lists and stuff. Foresight Group, a UK private equity company, has made $6.5 million investment into Steamforged games. Uh, Rich Loxham and Matt Hart founded Steamform. Uh, it's just some stuff. Started in 2014. <laughs> um, reading out of the article. Reading out of the article, article. Picking out what is important and what is nice. Their first licensed game based on the hit video game Dark Souls from more than 100,000 units globally. The company has also developed and released a tabletop game based on Resident Evil 2. I forgot that came out. That oh, yeah. one actually came out and didn't really do all that hot. Because <laughs> it was Resident Evil 2. Yeah, but yeah. they had... The, the morphing types of the main evil bad guy character. Eh. Eh. <laughs> Can we all agree that Resident Evil 4? I've not Resident... played it. Is that the one? Wait, that's the one that's in like Slovenia, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, it's the over the shoulder. Oh, so good. Yeah, that's what I hear. Not yet played it though. Um, so Foresight is a just standard investment company. I took a look into them just a little bit and they invest mostly in the private sector for... Um, things like medical equipment, like infrastructure, stuff like that. Cool. So people who don't care about board games through <laughs> spending money, investing and in owning the passions of others. Correct. Got it. Got it. So that sounds great for their private, like smaller consumer sector. Yeah. Um, it's mostly restaurants, a few small, like mom and pop preschools, stuff like that. And then just this one out of place board game company, like the choice to invest I don't understand, but again, that's like a billion times above my pay grade. If I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess, one guy that's part of that played a board game one night and was like, I want to own these people now. I mean, to be fair, like if you look at their Kickstarter history, um, I, I think Blood, um, I, I think Dark Souls basically funded overnight, Horizon Zero Dawn funded overnight, mm-hmm. I either did or will for dark souls fund overnight like they rake in the money on the kickstarters so yeah they look viable at least as far as that goes i mean i get it i think a lot of these investment people are seeing that these games on kickstarter come out it's there's amazing margin you sell a ton of game yeah oh i forgot that steamforged did the character models for a critical role oh yeah as well i totally forgot about that like their chops and go Easy Which, money. by the way, side note on Critical Role, did you know that there is a Critical Role Kickstarter or Indiegogo for a movie that has reached, like, $5 million? It's freaking insane. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be a good investment. I'm not quite sure what it's that means for them. It's bad one. You know? It just means they have more money. Maybe they'll better. actually, like, get all of their expansions sent out on time. Someone who knows less about games than them will tell them what to do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if it comes to well, how not to publicly like, trade your items out, that'd be great. Because Steamforge is a little iffy about releasing their Kickstarters timely. They get the core out, but like the stretch goals are a little rocky. Oh, I forgot that they've got 
the devil may cry. They have a lot of licenses. They do. A they lot. Really smart. Do. I mean, like they're not a bad company to invest in. So on Kickstarter, the six projects from Steam Forge, the devil may cry. Horizon Zero Dawn, the critical role as previously mentioned. Uh, God Tear, which is a unique IP. Um, seems like it's a MOBA. Resident Evil 2, Dark Souls, and that'll be it. Not too shabby. Meanwhile, uh, Guild Ball is floundering <laughs> in the player base. I mean, they did. They are releasing like yeah. actual viable starter packs yeah. for the different guilds. Like, apparently, it's solid right now. It's in a good place. It's just the nobody plays our it. metas. The Arizona metas flighty. Arizona meta is really rough because it's either you play 40k or you or you play the flavor of the month for like a month. Yeah, like Warlords of Air one. <laughs> yeah. When's that tournament? Is that next uh, week? Tournament two weeks. Okay, sweet. Two weeks tournament. Uh, if you'd like to join us for the Warlords of Air one tournament, Games University, June 15th, 10-15, dice at 11. We'll see you there. <laughs> monsters are allowed. Riding monsters is not. Correct. Yeah. Because fuck your elf on a dragon. Aw. <laughs> He just wants to be loved. Have I been the only person that's dropped the F-bomb today? What if I name him Caprica? Can I bring him then? Uh, what size base would Caprica be on? Enough of a base. <laughs> How many points would Caprica be? The like, adorable them. studio dog. All of them. She's sleeping on the table, right? Or on the floor right now. Yeah. And her little curled feetsies. Yeah. She's so adorable. I love that dog. All right, so last thing here real quick before we go to break. We're not going to dwell too much on this one just because it's cool, mini or not. Uh, revenue profit boosted in the first quarter by wholesale games and Kickstarter. Of course, go figure, right? All we ever talk about is how much money Simon is doing. Yeah, Simon in the Games Workshop, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, first quarter earnings for 2019 seeing about 150% increase in revenue when compared to last year. First quarter revenue was $6.8 million compared to $2.7 million last year, which that is an incredible incredible jump uh company said that the increase was due to hmm. u.s wholesale orders and shipment of several kickstarters including cthulhu death may die hate sarcadia quest zombicide invader um this article then goes on to say there's a quote um from somebody that says uh, we will continue to launch games that attract and retain significant number of players so that we can grow our revenue base and sustain our competitive position i interpret that as saying, we're going to release a whole bunch of games that are going to matter only on Kickstarter, and if you don't get in on the Kickstarter, you're going to miss out on 90% of the content. Yeah? You mean like Zombicide? Or literally every game that they've ever run through the platform. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, shit, the 300... Dang, the $300 <laughs> Cthulhu model you for feel left Cthulhu out? Death May Die. Shit. You might be the only person to swear so far. I have. I had a whole kerfluffle thing about it before the show. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm the only, only one. potty mouth here. I haven't had a reason to yet. Get me yeah, invested. Yeah, for a reason. <laughs> Let's See, talk about things I care There's about. a puppy field that's just keeping me calm and yeah. happy. Ah, that dog is so great. You know yeah. what? We're going to take a break. We're going to pet the dog. Yeah. We'll be right back. I did warn you, my dear. Mr. Hoover is an expert on Armageddon. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Why do you have to take it to the level of photographs and like, hey, I know you don't want to see this, but this will strengthen our friendship he with sounded, these horrifying images. He I, sounded like he was interested. Okay. Did he? How does I don't want to see any photos, <laughs> Andrew, equate to me? Please show me some photos, Andrew. <laughs> how does that happen? It's like, you know how guys are hanging out and it's like, oh, man, this tastes awful. Here, have a bite. 
What? Have you never? Wait, guys, what? did you guys so, ask? Did you hear one thing leads to another? Next thing you know, this stuff that. Next thing you know, your dick's in the other guy's ass. For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Politic 3 program is reinstated. Open Sesame! And some of the fundamentals in Calypso touch to some of the some of the most classic Star Trek stories of all time. AI, AI relationship between AI and human, or AI and a, and a thinking being. Oh, just slow down, David. You analyzing and finding the the real artistic merits within this episode and calling it full-on Star Trek? Shame on you, Dave. You should be <laughs> complaining like everyone else who obviously don't understand the very fandom they claim to be a part of. All they want to see is Spock and Kirk. I want to see phasers fire! <laughs> Proton torpedoes! <laughs> You're not doing the hand gesture right! Oh, come here, Dan Troy. I want to touch your communicator! <laughs> Can you put one on your right side, too? Just got to play the drums. <laughs> Star Trek from the Holodeck, exclusively on Rain Man Digital. End simulation. Did you know that you can support Game State on Patreon? Patreon.com slash Rain Man Digital uh, to contribute to the entirety of the network. You get, of course, behind the scenes for the Rain Man Show, Game State Live broadcasts, a whole bunch of stuff for uh, from the Holodeck, Supernatural, the Crossroads, all for as little as three dollars a month. Get you behind the scenes. And you're going to want the behind the scenes because it's just Charlie oiled up, rubbing himself all over Andrew. Yeah, I'm not proud of it, but got to make a buck somehow. If you want to see that two juicy, juicy bearded boys uh, giving some rubs. We'll check it out. That is B-O-I. <laughs> you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. Geek Out Saturday. I've never been a fan of Superman because I was never a fan of that overpowered character. Oh, well, I'll shoot you then. Nope, I'm bulletproof. Well, then I'll cut you. Can't. You don't need an entire three-episode arc to give characters closure. There's little things that they're doing to give us that finale-ishness. That we, that's not even a word, but I just made it. That's so cool, like, just to get that insight. And I think that's what makes this movie special for me. Right. Is that we have... The Batman I grew up with, the Joker I grew up with. We shot him when we go to cons because he will chase after actors. Like, no, not if you're representing the show. If you're representing uh, the show, do not chase after these people, please. Exactly. Catch up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen from the Rain Man digital app or tune in. Just search RM Channel 001. Greetings and welcome. I want to play a game. Hello and welcome back from the break. We pet the dog. Yeah. We had a long talk about language. We did. I've been put in the corner. Yeah. Where you belong. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's not the boring. I was going to throw a swear in there for no reason, but it just felt wrong. See, it feels forced. Because once again, I'm the nice one today. Day. 
Yeah. Happy birthday. birthday again. Yeah. So uh, we, we had a game day, didn't we? We did. Yeah. We went to Snakes and Lattes. There was alcohol. There was a mocha with Baileys in it. Protein. It was great. Apparently, if you give Charlie coffee after 4 p.m., <sighs> he doesn't sleep until 6 a.m. Yeah, I was awake, jittering and convulsing until about 6 a.m., trying to get work done. So I was in helping physical you. Pain. Yeah, thanks for I that. Helps you work more. You did. You're welcome, buddy. Technically, destroyed my next day. Got in trouble, but <laughs> you got in trouble. Yeah, not really. Just just because I missed a meeting. Oh, <laughs> I missed job. a phone meeting because I was asleep. Yeah, it was. It fun was times was it worth games. it? We played oh, yeah. some pretty solid games. I, you know, we did yeah. It kind of felt like overall they were pretty good compared to a lot of the sit downs we've had times. It was it was a rare night where everything that we had played was just decent and good. Yeah, yeah. There was one that was a little bit of a letdown. Pretty sure we played it the wrong way. Which one was that one? I'm trying to remember now. Start us off. Sam, go. Uh, Bear Park. Bear Park. Whatever. It's a game about building a bear park. Um, It's it's Tetris with bears. (laughs) (laughs) So you, you, you have a little park. And on this little tiny park of adorableness, you have some construction workers. You have like a cement mixer. There's a pit to nothingness. Uh, thematically it's pretty well done there's an excavator yeah. and on your turn you get a place a little tile and i think you start with just a green basic like pathway mm-hmm. yeah. and whatever the tile covers up um it will cover up the little logos on the board which then you get to grab more tiles that correspond to that matching symbol from the bank and you're just trying to build bigger and better things and it's about efficiency you fill the board and you can put down a bear statue on the bottomless pit to nothingness and get more points it's basically just Tetris. You're yeah. trying to fill it in. Um, the problem, and we probably should have played it a second time, yeah. is there's an alternate mode with achievements that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, give you bonus points and things for building corresponding habitats next to each other. Like Andrew on his board made the biggest polar bear habitat ever. It was yeah. the well, ice castle of the best. I tried to build all the pandas, but yeah. I... Made some horrible decisions early game and couldn't. So wait, were you just doing that because you felt like it? Like, I just want lots of pandas in my park. Yeah, or... pandas are awesome. That's <laughs> okay. what I was doing with polar bears. Yeah, there was no, like, All right, so maybe we should have played that, that other way. The problem yeah. is, from what I glanced at with that other way, it, it literally is just, like, whoever has the most pandas, whoever has the most, you know, so it is, it's just going to direct. But the, the, that you know, forces more player interaction because it, yes. it's, this is once again one of those games that Solitaire has game. not a lot of player interaction. No. The most of it is... There's stacks of tokens with points on them. Mm-hmm. The top one's worth more points. So if you grab that one first, like the race, and you get the six point one. Next person gets the five point one. Whatever. So there's a little bit there trying to grab them, but that's not really interaction. Like the game could just reduce the point value every turn, and you'd be playing the same thing. The achievement at least gives you a reason to compete for those tiles. Sure, shapes the experience a little more than what we did. But yeah, like Andrew was bored out of his skull. <laughs> I was so I was getting mad at myself because I kept. I made a lot of bad decisions on my first board and had to put like the stupid little one 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 by one porta potty tile in because you know I appreciate wasting a turn for no reason. It's great. So the different icons just wrote for a little bit of clarification. So there's like little green wheelbarrows which allow you to, to pull a tile that does not score you points. It's a yeah. green area. The they're filler. your they're your space fillers. Yeah. Um, there were a red excavators which allow you to place specific bare habitats which are there only one. Um, tile each there's a cement mixer that lets you do like the entryways kind of for the different bear habitats mm-hmm. uh, which have the big stack 
yeah of all the same tile shape and then there was like construction workers you cover them up you can expand your park to up to four yes five by five squares what do you guys think about the theme of that game it didn't matter at it, all. It really didn't. Did, did, but, um, but I mean, like, was that attractive at all to be like, oh, a game it looked pretty. where you make a bear park? I remember when I first The saw- box made me way happier than the game did. Interesting. Yeah, okay. correct. Because I was envisioning it being more like, um... Wow. Me too. <laughs> all I can think Silence. is like, um, like... Video games like Dino Park Tycoon and stuff. Dino okay. Park Tycoon is Amazing. baller. Um, every now and then I'll roll up on Internet Archive yeah. and I'm just like, I'm just going to play Dino Park Tycoon. But yeah, like every time I see one of these park building games, like, oh, it's going to be like those awesome video games from my childhood. Nah. And they never are. I mean, even Dinosaur Island wasn't that. Yeah. And that was the whole crux of the game. Like, you're building Jurassic Park. You're going to, yep. it's Zoo Tycoon 4, right? I, I think part of the biggest issue with, um, Baron Park. Baron Park. Whatever. I had the Russian park. It was in Russian. It was great. I had um, Bjorn Park. <laughs> yeah. Is the layout didn't matter at all. Mm-mm. Like you weren't Mm-mm. really building a park because the pathways you built, the only tiles with a road on them for like, people to walk on were the food road and it was just a one yeah. by two. But the, the, more importantly, like, they didn't. Your past didn't do a thing. You'd have to make sure like a path went somewhere. Right. Like at least um, what suburbia, your mm-hmm. locations kind of matter. Yeah. If I was going to do a, an area building thing, I'd do Suburbia or... Um, Subdivision, even. Castles of King Ludwig. This one oh, didn't one. feel like I was building a thing. I was just playing Tetris. So the theme meant nothing. Charlie was super hyped about this one. Well, I really wanted to Ages play. ago. Yeah. It's, That's it why was... we played it. It was my turn to choose a game, and I walk over, and Andrew goes, we're playing that. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Charlie chose the game. Great. <laughs> hey, I wasn't even there. I mean, I liked it for what it was. It was definitely not something I to have or but i would play it again you know i I mean i have a slightly different taste i think than you guys i would probably play it again now that i know what it is yeah it just did not meet my expectations remotely it was pleasant i mean it it was it was kind of a relaxing like oh i'll take this one and i'll i it's something satisfying about oh i just completed all the blocks on this you know what what it was more entertaining than that last little what small towns tiny town tiny town so i actually wanted to bring that up because I would rather play Tiny Towns than play Bear Park again. There's definitely more. To play I it. did not like Tiny Towns all that much. I think I appreciate Bear Park more because Tiny Town, the way we played it, at least with the cards, mm-hmm. can just randomly decide to screw you over. At least in Bear Park, Bear, <laughs> or whatever it's called, Bjorn Park. Um, <laughs> at least in that, the stupid wasted turns were because I messed up. It was my fault. Yeah. So the bad turns could have been prevented as opposed to just being randomly screwed. So when I think of a okay, first off, a little bit of backstory on this type of game. Recently, Uwe Rosenberg had a whole rash of Tetramino, Tetramino placement games, starting off with Patchwork. Patchwork, yeah. Um, Great then game. that moved into Cottage Garden, Spring, uh, wait, um, Spring Meadow, and then Indian Summer. It's all sound real exciting. Which were, correct, (laughs) which were you're placing tiles on a board to cover up spaces to then get things. This uses that same system from a different designer. And it, for me, it just, it was just so boring. You know, (laughs) there was no meaningful decision. All it is, is remember in the, you know, the before time when game days was still open, you would walk into game days and be board games. And then there'd also be those like wooden block puzzles. Yes. We just had like random puzzles. You'd start in the particular setup and you had to fill in the board. That's all these are. Hmm. 
I don't even think they're that. Because here's my deal, right? In in Baron Park, you sorry, the wooden block puzzles are actually hard, right? Well, that's my point. Like in yeah. Baron Park, you don't. It's very hard to knock yourself into a corner, and that's fine. Unless like, Andrew steals the toilets. Unless I steal the toilets, which was the only instance of player interaction yeah. that happened yeah. that entire. You stole game, which the toilets. I did Where do st- the bears go? I. <laughs> I think those are because they're not for people. Because there's only one road in my park, oh. <laughs> and it's at the front. It just it felt like no, nothing that I did in that game was meaningful. Now going back to like Tiny your Towns. <laughs> yeah, you're still right. talking about Tiny Towns. Going though. back to Tiny Towns, <laughs> it's still on your mind. If I screw up in Tiny Towns, I'm going to feel it. I so, like Tiny but Towns. That is more fair. Too, like there though. is a lot of a lot of Tiny Towns can be your fault. Like if yeah. you plan your the start of a building wrong, yeah. It's your fault. And I, that's a lot like Baron Park where you mess up. I, Tiny Town, though, also has the, well, it's just gray three times in a row and you have nowhere to put them, so you lose. In the version you played. In the version you played. I mean, uh, can apply the, in multiplayer, too. If my three opponents all choose gray. Yeah, but yeah. They, but that could screw them also. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I will say, that way more player interaction, at least I felt in Tiny Town. I know you guys don't like it. I'm not going to try to sell it. I would definitely say, though, if you had to put, I don't even think they're. If you had to put it, it's similar in the sense side. of the the Tetramino, kind of. I think, kind of. Kind well, of. It's it's weird, like collapsing Tetramino. It's a neutron Tetramino. Because yeah, once you build something, all those pieces. Oops. Yeah. So Sam. Yeah. What's your rating on Bear Park? Oh, are we going to change up our rating scale? Apparently, Charlie doesn't understand four words. <laughs> So we might switch to hey, the quadrant, which I, okay. I accept because we're going to do no, no, no. how this is, I... This is going to be... Shut your face. <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right so what, there's a quadrant that I, I accept this because it's how I review movies as well. There is good games and bad games and games I like and games I don't like. So you can have a really good game that you just hate. That you know is technically well done. It is a good game, but is not your flavor and you don't like it. Or you could have an awful game that you love, like Candyland. Somebody loves that game. But it's an awful game. Yeah. Somebody was playing Candyland at uh, Snakes and Lattes, actually. They were, actually. Yeah. It kind of disappointed me. Yeah. They're okay, a bunch of like, drunk college girls. So I'm like, okay, that's fair. I want to do an honest-to-God official vote, three of us, right now for what you would prefer. No hard feelings. Which is it? You want to change reviews i like the quadrant i like the good game bad game like it don't like it just because it because it solidifies and condenses what i was going for with the bring play pass recommend yeah in a in a very stark this is it no interpretation sam i mean you're gonna forget this one too anyway so sure let's roll with it all right there it is (laughs) we get a vote i didn't even have to vote for it so new rating system if you like it if you don't like it crossed with is it a good game is it a bad game yeah and then just so Baron Park. I'll just say mine. I liked it, and I would say it is a good game. Same. So I'm at that center point. Yeah. On the quadrant. This is where the nuance comes in. You can yeah. use your voice to. Because <laughs> you know it's it's a graph, mm-hmm. and that x and y axis meets in the middle, and that's me. I'm at. I'm at, right. I'm at zero zero. Totally neutral. That's a, that's yeah. acceptable. It's a game. <laughs> I don't know if it's good. <laughs> I, I think I have to play it again with the achievements to see if it's good or not. So I actually talked to one of the the game gurus at Snakes, uh, and he said, "Yeah, if you've played a game ever in your life, start with the achievements, and even then, it's yeah." Okay, so I'm going to drift it a little bit towards bad game. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm. It's still on the line of I don't know if I like it or dislike it, but it's drifting towards bad game. Uh, for me, it's don't. Like I'm gonna it. overdo this quadrant just so you know, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to like upload pictures of a graph with where I'm at. What about here? Pepe Sylvia, just like pointing <laughs> crazy. Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. Where's the mail? <laughs> Uh, don't like it. Bad game. I think. It's- <laughs> See, I already like the system. Like, there's. It was the the. It was a weak point of the night. It definitely. Which was. I think we ended it with it as well. Yeah. Which is probably why the night ended. It was just boring. <laughs> you guys wanted to go home. I would have stayed. I. Yeah, you guys. Was, you guys have to go. You should run like a few laps, Charlie. <laughs> it was not. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> we we played next game. We played Jenga, the funner version. We played just circle, circle Jenga. Circle Jenga. <laughs> Uh, what's, speak, what's that one called? Hamster roll. I don't think it's called hamster roll. I don't. It's the Americanized pronunciation of German umlauts over ease. Uh, hamster roll is based. So a hamster roll is a dexterity game where you have a, a wooden circle uh, with like a, ledges on the inside. It's a wheel. It's kind of like the wheel. inside of, yeah. uh, of a clothes dryer. Oh, like a bicycle wheel. No, clothes dryers are definitely a better one there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes. Where it's got the little pylons and stuff, little black pylons, different sizes. Um, and the crux of the game is you have seven pieces that you were trying to place inside of this wheel. And if you can you do, place them. Why am I talking over you? I don't know. It's oh, okay. Continue. It's okay. I, it's okay, but it's, okay. it's your but you can do whatever you, you want. Oh, let me put the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and there he goes. Ah, oh, good doggy. Uh, yeah, so you have seven pieces that you're trying to place into this wheel. And if pieces fall out on your turn, you take those pieces to then get rid of your hand of pieces. Uh, pieces are relatively similar. You've got... I should have talked over you. You should have. Planks of wood, different sizes. You got a you got a, a rod, and then you got a real big, long, yellow, square, rectangular prism. Jesus prism. Christ. <laughs> but hey, guess what? That's all that you need to know about this game. I lied. It's not. So, so the little pylons <laughs> divide the wheel into compartments. Um, at the start of the game, there's an anchor piece, which is like a little um, triangular prism thing that holds it in one position. And you have to place your piece in the next one or two compartments away. And it has to be farther along in that compartment than any other piece. The weight is going to eventually well, that weight roll starts the wheel. pulling the That's wheel really down. What it gets down to, and it it's a lot like Jenga, where if you take the wrong piece, it all comes tumbling down. But this is there's a lot of trying to get the balance right, so either it just doesn't move and you get a piece gone, or figure out what piece you can put down so it rolls just enough that the higher end ones that have circled up towards the top of the wheel don't come toppling down. It's it's basically Jenga in a different shape. I think it's kind of more fun because yeah. I, it's different. I don't know if it's actually better. Table presence is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I've seen little, it at a million yeah. cons. I mean, this thing is like over a foot tall, this giant wooden hoop. I mean, it doesn't look like a game. No. And first. it just kind of rolls down the table. Yeah. And then you drag it back and keep rolling until Andrew loses again. Just a classic stacking. Did I lose all? You did. I don't think you won a single game. That's okay. I think I actually beat you at every game too. Somehow, I think you did as well. I even, no, no, you beat me at um, raw by like two points. Oh, uh, that's right. I came in second. Yeah, probably came in first. Yeah. We'll talk about raw in a minute. Um, hamster roll. It's just silly, stupid. So fun. this, yeah, this would be an example where I would say, like, I actually don't think it's a good game. Really, I would honestly say I think it's a bad game, but I liked it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think. Why do you think hamster roll is a bad game, Charlie? Tell us your deepest, darkest feelings. and Because the actual play of the game, the game itself was not fun. The ridiculousness between us just sort of talking about how absurd the game was, Mm -hmm. was what was fun. 
okay. least that was my experience for it. It's like yeah. like sitting there, like I wouldn't want to enter a hamster roll tournament and be like, oh, I actually have to take this seriously. I'd be so bored. I think I'd rather do that than Jenga tournament. You played Speed Jenga before? No, because I don't hate my life. Speed Jenga is great. Okay. Speed Jenga uses a chess clock, and you got a minute on your side, pull block, tap it. for. You know. um, my rating, I'm not entirely certain... I struggle to really call it a game. It's more of an activity. That's why I said that. That's why I said, yeah. oh, no. Not I'm going to say I like it. I'm going to put it on the line between good game and bad game because I don't really know if it is a game. It's perfectly on the y-axis. Yeah. Mm. I like it. I think it's a pretty good game. I think it's a good opener for sure. Yeah. Just I agree with of, that. It, it yeah. breaks the ice if it, you want. It does need a nice level surface, which is a little awkward. And also surprisingly hard to find. <laughs> Yeah, it was immediately rolling. Yeah. Really empty on our- I mean, the anchor helped. We were kind of dumb and didn't put the anchor down. But yeah, no, it was it was fun. It was enjoyable. I do think that I think it's a good game, um, and I think that the construction of the wooden pieces lends a lot to it for some reason. Just you because were really fanboying over a wooden circle. Well, it's because the, the wood in and the construction of the thing is not balanced. Your pieces are different weights. They're different sizes. Even same pieces between different players have different properties to them so there's like more to it there it prevents itself from being hyper competitive which it has no business being just right up front but still like i think that there are a lot of nuances that if you want to open it up they're there but if you want to get a little like you want to crank that dial up to like maybe a four from a three you can <laughs> i don't know what the hell you're talking you about do it. My, my problem i guess a little bit and maybe this is an unfair critique is I, I wanted to play it because I've seen it at cons. So I was like, ooh, I get to finally play this. And it wasn't really what I thought it was. Like, I feel like... Like Baron the, Park. Like Baron Park. <laughs> well, not as... Baron Park was more what I thought it was going to be than this was. Like, uh, the the rules and what was actually going on in the hamster bull level. Like, hamster rule doesn't actually say when your turn starts and ends. It's just... It, I don't know. No, it, it does. It, well, it doesn't. We had decided that when the wheel stops moving, your turn is over. We assumed, because originally we thought once you put the piece down, your tournament's over, but you're allowed to hold the wheel steady while you place your yeah. piece. So we changed our mind. We're like, okay, so when, I guess <laughs> yeah. when your opponent starts picking up their piece, their turn starts. Kind of like Jenga rules, I it, guess. Once your opponent grabs a piece, it's their turn. It felt like they said, we need to, guys, what if we made a game that was a giant hoop? And that's like, that's an amazing idea. That'll look amazing on the table. All right, shit. Now we have to actually make that work. That's what it kind of felt like to me. It was more about the idea of doing it than, oh, this is an amazing idea. Looks cool, though. I mean, I'm looking at Andrew, looking at pictures, and if you saw it, folks, you'd want to play it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, I like it. Good game? Yeah. Cool. cool. So we're kind of middling on things so far. Yeah. There's uh, a superstar. How there. much time do we have left? I don't even know. We got about five. We have five minutes left. All right. Well, oh. Maybe we should save. So it. Raw's next time. Raw is definitely going because we got to so, talk about that. Spoilers yeah. for Raw. Raw's an auction game. I hate auction games. Mm-hmm. I want to play Raw again. I dun, honestly, dun. I honestly think for the next show we should do an auction game. No, don't make me play more auction yep, games. Just auction game special. None of them will be able to compare to Raw. <laughs> It'll be. I'll our... just kill myself halfway through game night. <laughs> It'll be our first themed show. I'm, si- oh, I'm telling you. God. Great way to do Auction it. Auction games. Raw, it's good. I, it's so good that Charlie 
Well, honestly, like I, before the show, I was playing it on my iPhone. So what else do we play? We played um that climbing the tower thing. Game. Oh, the climbers. Oh, the we climbers. can talk about that in That's three, minutes. four minutes. Yeah. yeah. So the climbers is a gamer trying to get to the top of a wooden block mountain uh, that you construct at the beginning of the game, and you're slowly, slowly deconstructing, then building paths for your pawn to move up on colored spaces of your player pawn's color. Each block has different colors on different faces. If it doesn't match your color, you can't go to it unless it's beige for generic, and then everybody can go there. And you're just stacking blocks, trying to get your guy to the top of the mountain that you're building. Yeah, you can only go up, like, a level one height, which is, like, half of a block. Like, half an inch. And then there's, like, inch blocks, and there's two-inch blocks, and there's, like, one god-awful four-inch four block of doom. And you're just picking up a block, moving it, and shuffling your dude. You Assume. can uh, put down a token once per game that prevents people from interacting with the block at all. You have a little short baby ladder and a big old daddy ladder to go up higher Amazing things. Amazing components. I love it. It's super cool. Was that fun. was a great game. That was yeah. actually, I can't believe I forgot about that one. Climbers, yeah. Climbers is good game, and I like it. Good game, and I like it as well. There were a lot, there were, there were tactical decisions that felt, like, meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was still really quick dumb. and light. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. obviously light, but yeah. and it you can, had to decide what you're going to do. Like, there's a few points where, instead of going up, we just kind of moved sideways to prepare for the next climb to make more sense. I will say that one did feel a little bit long for what it was, just because the the we were eating. Are, <laughs> I think we were part eating. of it. We also screwed up. Like I kind of made the giant tower of doom that let you get up there. And then everybody else like trying to claw their way back to you when we kind of already knew who was going to win. I, it felt the arc of the game, like started slow, skyrocketed, and then it kind of like leveled out a bit. Leveled out, and it was just kind of like, oh, if you do this, 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 you're going to win, which is fine for it's what it was. It's kind of like the Blitzkrieg through France. Yes. It just happened, and then there's some cleanup work. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Timers, check it out. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. What's its price point? It, it's got to be an expensive know. game. I've, that box is a bunch of wooden blocks. So heavy. I was, I was blown away. It felt like a 10-pound box. It's, blocks. it's all wood. Yeah. Yeah. It's all wood, the, uh, and it's like good chunks. See, it's maybe not fair to compare this game to the hamster ball, but I, I think it's hamster roll. It's probably not fair at all, but I, I, I like it so much better. It also has a somewhat Jenga-esque feel to it. A kind of. I know and it's the, not the a dexterity stacking, game necessarily, but... But choosing the appropriate block to move and then put higher. Yeah, I, I don't know. Way more... I'm reaching there, but yeah. Like I said, not a fair comparison, but if I'm going to play a game with wood blocks... It's probably not in print, is it, Andrew? Uh, so it's in a weird printing it's in the, zone. A hole. Capstone Games um, has it in circulation. Okay, thank God. Uh, MSRP forty nine ninety nine. That's yeah. not bad. Doesn't surprise me. It's a little bit high. I think maybe for thirty dollars. Component. It has to be for the component. And they're painted. And the shipping. Something that heavy. It's it's. Uh, what is the weight on this here? It's got to be. And you got to get like a slightly higher quality box for that much weight. Yeah. Heavy on the cardboard. Two pounds. It's a two-pound box. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're expecting a, a stack of paper and cardboard, two yeah. pounds is heavy. I mean, trekking weighs like 1.1 pound. And that so, box is way bigger. Way bigger box, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, MSRP, $49.99. Uh, if you search the Climbers Amazon board game onto Google, you're going to get the first result, which is for the first printing of the game. Which is selling for $200. Oof. Don't buy that one. Don't buy that one. <laughs> buy the Capstone game. Or $30 do? I don't. What is it just? No, it's, it's. Is it special at all or just because it's old? It's old. The okay. box itself is uh, lesser. The wooden components are lesser. Okay. It's just a lesser product. But I have the first run. 
is really what cool. it is. Yeah. That's it. That's all we got here for this episode of Game State. I want to thank everybody for joining us yeah. on this fantastic Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, support us on Patreon. Go check us out on all the social medias. And pet your dog. Oh, you got do some it. loves. Do Give it. those pet, dogs love. Pet the pupper. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Yeah, folks. Bye. Fireball, the son of a bitch.